Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life, but I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 32. It was 2006. Hey guys, I know it's been a couple of weeks. Well, like maybe a week ago. Um, But so many things have been happening. I feel like every time I come on the podcast, that's always how I start. But when you stop and take inventory, like life is busy. So since the last time we've talked, um, I went to the Recreate Women's Conference in Huntsville with some of my friends. I think I may have mentioned a little bit about that. Um, on last week's podcast but super excited about that and was able to bring back to my group a lot of you know what we learned there and just how much I enjoy being around women who have the gift of transparency because that's definitely the journey that I'm on like owning my truth speaking them living them embracing them sharing them whatever the case is um That's just where you have to be. And when you think about the tagline in this podcast about being unapologetically free, it's hard to be free without being transparent and vulnerable. Like it's it's just a thing. Um, I'm sure many of you are wondering, so where did the It Was 2006 title come from? So I may have mentioned a few podcasts ago about um, God kind of giving me my purpose in a serve type situation um i had to let go of one season of serving um so god can drop something else in my spirit and so you know you guys have heard all about the group and our meetings on tuesday night and let me just go ahead and put a plug in there i feel like this is an opportunity for me to talk about small groups but if you can assemble yourself with a group of ladies who are, excuse me, who are chasing after what you're chasing after when it comes to Christ, like your life is just forever changed. And that's just how I'm going to leave it like that. Um, But, you know, a few weeks back, God had dropped something in my spirit about starting a smaller Bible study life session moment, whatever the case is. And I opened it up to the ladies in my group and I was very clear with, hey, this might not be the avenue for everybody. It may not even be, you know, um, something that people come to consistently. It's kind of depending on the topic, what we're talking about. But, you know, I'm grateful to God. I'm honored and humbled that my group is growing Um so fast and I know that sometimes it can be a little challenging to be able to have certain conversations when you have such a big group so this was more of an intimate session that you know kind of gave me or has given because we've only had one session me and a few ladies opportunity to just chat a little differently and just get into the word a little differently and um what's funny is is that the first week that it was scheduled I had I was going out of town to the recreate um conference so I had to push it back by a week because one of the things that I'm learning and hopefully you guys are learning this too is that it's okay to take a pause I know um 
a podcast or two ago. I talked about, you know, letting your yes be yes and your no be no. And being okay with creating that space and and movement that you need to to keep all the balls in the air. I have taken quite some time to get to that point where I'm totally okay with saying, hey, I can't do this right now. That doesn't mean that I won't ever do it or I'm not going to, but you can't pack everything in a week. And I think that that has historically been an issue of mine. And then I'm overwhelmed, I'm anxiety ridden, and it becomes a whole situation. So nonetheless, I moved it back to um, the first Thursday in October. So this was last week, I guess. And um, let me tell you about the enemy. Let's let's kind of lead up into that Thursday because I think it's very important um, to kind of set the stage. So Tuesday night, we had a dynamic time. Like, you know, I could definitely feel the spirit of God in the house. People were getting free. Some things were being, you know, kind of shaken off. And Wednesday was just a day like no other. And I shared with my group, like, I know that the enemy is just on the prowl today because whenever you are inviting God in a big way and breakthroughs are about to happen, like, you know, Satan just can't sit still and be like, oh, okay, I'm glad you guys had a great time. I'll check on you a little bit later. I mean, he does his job. Don't ever think that he doesn't so that Wednesday was just rough and then Thursday like I feel like the walls began to cave in around me and I just had a really tough afternoon at work like I had to have an uncomfortable conversation with someone and it just completely wore me out and all I'm thinking is that I just want to go home get in the bed and just you know do the soaking that we do when things tend to fall apart instead of you know just kind of giving it to God and said, I am going to be victorious. Well, I was definitely ready to just lay down and just give in to all those emotions. But because God is so awesome, he knew this day was going to come. (laughs) I already had my, um, what I call coffee and conversation session scheduled. Um, the smaller Bible study, more intimate Bible study than what we do with the group. And so one of the things that I don't want to do is ever, you know, schedule something and back out of it unless, you know, it's absolutely unpreventable. But in this one, I just need to get my life together and just get there. So as I'm driving there, I get to the coffee shop a little early. So I literally, you know, was able to sit down and kind of get my thoughts together and just woosah and say, okay, God, like you already know the place that I'm in. I'm completely agitated and I'm not enjoying the fact that, you know, I kind of had this uncomfortable moment, like right before I'm about to start. And what's funny about that, and hopefully this is a lesson for somebody, that those are the times I believe that God really shows up and out when you feel like you can't when you feel like it's impossible there's no other way we can't seem to make it and whatever that he says I got you I've had you and I'm going to continue to carry you and this is what this moment was about and so the interesting thing like I was very much prepared what I was going to talk about. You know, I had been saying, you know, I want to definitely spend some time with identity because, you know, 
that was really huge for me. That was huge for me, especially over the past like four years, like really understanding who God created me to be, what my purpose is, what my passions are, what what am I here to do that's bigger than the things that are in front of me. And so because of the individuals that said that they were attending, they were younger women, you know, I felt like this was a great segue into talking about, you know, coming to know who you are in Christ. So bam, I got my lesson. I'm ready. Well, of course, you know, one of the things that I have just embraced wholeheartedly is that with God, he likes to switch things up and make them a little spicy. And it happens to me literally every week. I'm getting prepared to teach and go over, you know, the prepared material with my group. And God literally will drop something in my lap like 30 minutes before and say, go left and not going to fight it because trust me, I'd rather do this with him than without him. So kind of the same thing. Um, I'm sitting there and I'm kind of sharing with the ladies that are um, at this coffee and conversation session, you know, kind of about the day I had and like, you know, it just was a lot. And so as we sat down and, you know, we prayed and I was getting ready to jump into what I thought and God was very specific and said, why don't you tell them where you were at 25? And I'm like, okay, so hence the title, it was 2006, because 2006 is when I was 25. So long story short, um, I start telling them because the two of them happened to be around that age, like this is this is where I was. So in 2006, I had just endured such a situation. I kind of vaguely mentioned about um, experiencing having an abortion, maybe in another podcast. And if I wasn't clear, we're going to talk about it today. No shame, no condemnation. Hey, it is what it is. Not taking it lightly, but I know wholeheartedly that my story has been shared to help individuals. It is not a proud moment, but it's not a shame moment. So that happened in 2005. And so 2006, I was definitely in a whole place of trying to understand these decisions that I made. And let's just have a a, a heart-to-heart girl moment, guy moment, if you listen. Um, I don't think anybody really understands that experience if you haven't gone through it and for me it was kind of I kind of felt like um it was a herding cattle so you have all these super emotional women all in a in a room together and they're just trying to figure out why am I here what am I gonna do and so on and so forth and when you think about you know, that and, and the decisions that you made. I don't think by chance, I mean, I don't think that it's an accident that is not comfortable at all and that it's not something that's supposed to be fun and enjoyable like a walk in the park, but it definitely is a cold situation. So, you know, I'm wrapping my arms around any of you who have walked that journey with me real big because I know that there are still scars out there. I know that there are still, you know, regrets and there's still hurts. But all I know is that Jesus is standing at the altar, arms open wide. Give that hurt, that regret, that shame, that guilt to him and let him use that for his kingdom. So we're going to fall back. So not only was I kind of getting over that, I was dealing with the 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 situation with the, the gentleman 
in whom I was to have this child for and how that had completely went left. And, you know, it just wasn't, it was just toxic. And then I started battling depression and I had to, you know, I went through trying three or four different type of antidepressants because I had the guilt and all of that. And that was a tough year. Like that was a very tough year. And it's funny because, you know, in 2005 is when I experienced this, right? And so in 2007 is actually the year that I moved to Louisiana. And we'll talk about that journey too, because that was my, that was my moment of leaving my past behind and deciding, you know what, God, we're about to embark upon this journey and I need to go. Like, this is just what's going to happen. So getting back to 2006. So being in that place, being in that super vulnerable place and feeling lost. And, and it's not that I did not have the love of family and friends. But when you go through some traumatic, you know, situations, even knowing all of the love and support you have does not equip you for the the nerve that the enemy kind of steps on right like that's why it's so important if you guys are not familiar with this scripture it was a, a focus for me today is second corinthians 10 and 5 about taking everything captive and causing to obey god that's not what our scripture is for today but i think that it's an amazing scripture so those thoughts were just coming at me right rampantly right or rapidly i'm sorry and that's when all of that you know i'll never be a mom or this will never happen god will never forgive me and all of that was all happening within that year and so as i'm telling them that and just the place that i was in mentally spiritually and emotionally you know i was sitting here thinking well this was not what i was gonna talk about and it's not because i was ashamed to say but i definitely because anybody that's in my group especially over the last five years i've been so vocal about some of the things that i've encountered and experienced you know it's not something that they haven't heard before and again i wasn't shying away from that and just promiscuity and all of that that was going on during that time i just thought we were going to talk about identity well, the interesting part about unleashing that story is that God kind of shown me something full circle. So one of the things that I've talked about with you guys and that I've talked to close friends and family about is, you know, the desire that God has put in my heart for young adults, specifically, you know, women between the ages of 18 and 30, like that is my group. Um, and that's my group because I think about my own life between those times and just how interesting that was. You go from leaving mom's house to going to college to graduating college, getting your own place, really thinking you're an adult. You're really not. You're not making the best decision. I just think about, you know, it was probably the time that I felt the most lost, right? Think about it. Growing up, you know, you're sheltered. You're given that guidance. And then once you get a certain age, you've kind of come into your own. So God developed a heart, developed in my heart a passion for women that are that age. And, you know, he kind of took me for a loop when he introduced me to young men between that age. I'm like, okay, God, wrong gender, what's going on? But nonetheless, he brought it full circle that I'm getting the opportunity to speak and, and pour into, you know, young women. And, and the reason why it's so near and dear to me, because I think about all of the decisions that I made alone 
And again, it's not because I did not have the support and love of my families and aunts and uncles and all of that. But when you're trying to navigate through this pseudo adulthood, because I was not quite an adult yet, even though paperwork may say something different and making some making some bad decisions that, that you're not too proud to share and then having to kind of pick up the pieces like I would have loved to have had someone who you know you don't always want to go to your mom and your dad and say oh my god I messed up so who is that person that's in your corner in your community that is willing to say hey I've been exactly where you are. I have done some dumb stuff that have left me in some dumb places, right? And that's where my heart is. So as I'm talking to them, I'm pouring all this out. Like I can't even begin to imagine or even begin to articulate to you all what that did for me. And again, I've told that story on more than one occasion. But in that moment, you know, God said, now is the time to really see what I've given you manifest in the lives of these young women. And the conversations were healthy. And I think so often in the church, we may be afraid to have those conversations, but you'll never understand the power of the Me Too. I think the world has grasped on to that concept, but when we are sitting with other believers, it is so critical for us to be able to say, you know what though, I once struggled with this or you know I've just been free from this or I'm still believing that God is going to bring me out of this he doesn't love you any less that doesn't mean he can't use you any less because I wholeheartedly believe that the story that I have has been used to set people free has been used to give people hope that there is more on the other side and to keep them encouraged and show him that God still has a perfect plan, even outside of all those mistakes. So the 25-year-old Tamia, you know, who was lost and, and trying to understand all the things that had happened and why was she here and why did she make those decisions and would she ever find the right kind of love to foster these, you know, dramatic emotions like the 38-year-old enjoys telling that to younger women so they can understand that you know what though there is deliverance on the other side there is healing on the other side and that you will be made strong in God that you will be redeemed in God that your life is not over because you have sinned because you have made mistakes because you have done things that definitely a Christian shouldn't do or someone who's saying that they follow God like I want to be able to to yell that out to the rooftops and say that even now, while I am keenly aware of those decisions and literally eight out of 10 of them, I will not make again. I am still making mistakes. I'm still evolving. I'm still learning. And I challenge everyone who's listening to me, like, don't be afraid to let people in. You know, we talked a little bit in my group about, you know, guarding your heart. And I did a podcast on that, you know, a few months back that I had to really relearn what that meant because I believe that it was Tamia that needed to guard her heart and not really allow God to do it. So therefore, 
it makes you closed off. It makes you timid. You become afraid of will people judge me? But when you begin to allow God to protect you, you can walk into any situation, circumstance and be free, free to say who you are, what you what you were, who you're becoming and not be so concerned about what because honestly, we all have a story. The story looks different. Your story may have not evolved at 25. Your story may, you know, have been when you were 12 or at 40 or 50 or 17 or whatever the case is. But we all have a story and a story that can be made beautiful. And one of the things that I appreciate and, you know, this isn't a much, this isn't about me getting the accolades because trust me, God had to do a work in me to even get to that point to where I can say certain things to people and not cringe about what what they think. And the best part about all of this is that, you know, when we think about our our wonderful woman in Proverbs 31, there are so many scriptures within that chapter that put a lot of women in a corner. And to me, it shouldn't because I believe that we all are beautiful. We all have strengths. We all have things that God has instilled in us to be able to share with the world and show his goodness. So don't let her like distract you and think that you got to be perfect. Nothing about those scriptures is perfection. And here's the thing. You don't know how long it took her to become that person, right? It doesn't say, well, when she, you know, became 35, her children and her husband arise and call. No, we don't know the journey. And I think that it's left very vague because we all have our Proverbs 31 moment may not happen all at once, may not happen in the time frame, but trust me, it happens. So when I think about this story and I think about my journey from, you know, just from 25 to 38, you know, I could go back a little further, but just since that was the the year in which we were talking about, you know, I think about a scripture in Proverbs 31, which happens to be 25 and how grateful I am that God dropped this in my spirit and how grateful I am that I've not only been able to see some of this, manifested in just what God has shown me through his word and and what he has spoken to me and like really you know shown me through the Holy Spirit is to hear people say it too. So it confirms it in the natural, right? It's already been kind of laid out in the spiritual, but then when a person can stand tall and tell you what they think of you, it definitely puts it in perspective. So I'm going to read to you Proverbs 31 and 25. And I don't know how you guys may feel about this, but I have been like looking at scriptures in the easy to read version on BibleGateway.com. And the reason why I have been using that a little bit more is because as you are teaching and as you are, you know, encouraging people to study, I'm always talking about, look at a, look at a few different adaptations of scripture, because if you feel like the King James version is hard to read and don't get me wrong, the spirit can take the complexity of a scripture and break it down for you. So, you know, I don't want to get in that debate with anyone, but as you are studying, if you need a different version, by all means, use them to understand so you can know how to apply it to your life. So the easy to read version has been something again that I have been using with the masses. So Proverbs 31 and 25, she is a strong person and people respect her. She looks to the future with confidence. 
So when you think about the first part of that, she is a strong person and people respect her. We at times will hear this and say, okay, so she must have done one, two, three, four, five, and now she's strong and people respect her. No, respect can look very different from one person to the next and strength can look different from one person to the next but when I think about that scripture and I apply that portion to my life I think about enduring you know enduring that season of of going through that experience of having an abortion and you know raising my hand to say that mentally I wasn't in the right place for a little while because of the guilt and then moving all of a sudden you know, at 26 to a whole new place without anybody knowing anybody. And then, you know, taking myself off of the antidepressants, cold turkey that same year. And like, I think about all the things that God brought me through. And I'm proud to say that this girl is strong, strong in that I can own my truth. I can own where I was. I can own the things that I'm not so happy about, but they didn't break me and that they gave me a second win to have a platform to talk about things that aren't always comfortable to talk about. So yes, it created strength. That fire created a strong girl that can stand before you today and just look at life differently and people respect her. And I'm gonna tell you something about respect. When you are honest with people, and that can be a whole nother podcast, there's a level of respect that has to be given. So if you can boldly go before someone and say, you know what, though, I haven't had this thing all sold up. I did this, 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 and this, and this. People come to respect that because you're owning your truth and you're helping them unlock their truth as well. And that's an amazing thing, right? And so the last part of that, she looks to the future with confidence. And I'll be the first to say, you know, I I am that person that typically is glass half full, right? Don't get me wrong. There are those moments where I'm like, oh my God, like wh- what's going on? Why is everything so horrible? But for the most part, I am extremely optimistic. And I will tell you when things have been broken in you and you've had some disappointments and you've had some some trying times, it is at times hard to look and be confident about the future. But man, the more that I grow with God, the more that I sit down before him, the more I allow him to speak to me and impart things upon me, the more I'm excited about my future. I was telling my mom this this morning that when I when when our B group was over Tuesday and I was cleaning up the kitchen and just kind of like unwinding like I literally said God there is no better feeling than how I feel right now and it caught me off guard because you guys heard me talk about you know the desire to be married the desire to have children and all these other things you know to have this ministry and do all these other things and literally I was able to feel a feeling like no other without all those things that I believe that are going to manifest in my life and it overtook me with emotion because I just stood there and I'm like this is what it's all about spending time in the word of God with other believers sharing watching people have that light bulb look like it is nothing 
that can compare to that. And it's amazing. And that doesn't mean that God just doesn't doesn't care about the desires of your heart, but he wants us to see bigger. He wants us to see more. And I'm grateful that he gives me those opportunities. And I'm sure he gives you those opportunities to be able to just sit back and say, his glory, his goodness, his presence It is the most important thing ever. And the fulfillment that I get from it is so different. It causes you to stand tall in places that you never thought you could. It causes you to stand tall and be bold about what you believe in and and how you believe in and what you know to be true. It is nothing of comparison. So yes, the 38 Tamiya, the 38 year old Tamiya can read Proverbs 31 and 25 with somewhat of an attitude, mind you. Yeah, girl, attitude. She is a strong person and people respect her. She looks to the future with confidence. And I'll say this as we get ready to wrap this up. I think about the 25-year-old Tamia that would have heard that and would have been so confused, like, oh my God, I'm so sensitive. I cry all the time. I'm all of this and all these things. But God already knew that she was that 31 and 25 girl, even in those most vulnerable moments. It just all had to get lined up and connected. And I will tell you this. One of the most beautiful things about coming to own your story is being able to watch it really move other people to own in theirs. There's nothing like it. So every opportunity I get to stand up and tell people where I was and what I've encountered and what I've experienced and how good God has been to me is a blessing. And I won't forsake any of it for nothing and nobody. It makes me excited to be able to say that I endured or I went through and God was with me the every step of the way. He was on the other side, just cheering me on, waiting on me to meet him there. And so there's no shame, no guilt, no condemnation in that because again, I know the power of sharing. I know the power of transparency and vulnerability. And until I leave this earth, that is going to be my push and my drive for all of you guys. That is what becoming unapologetically free looks like. That you know what? No matter what you think of me, no matter what you assume you know about me, no matter what you may put as the reason why I did X, Y, and Z, you can't judge me. You you can, but you cannot judge me because God knew who I would be, what I would do, how I would come out on the other side. And all of heaven is clapping because everything that I went through, I am using it to glorify him. And what better way to glorify him that by glorifying him with the truth that he set you free from those things that bound you that he set you free from those things you thought were going to take you out and that he gave you a purpose a purpose that you can use to advance his kingdom so 25 year old Tamia, look at where we are today couldn't be more prouder so glad that you continue to just seek God even when it didn't make sense even when you didn't know what was going on because there would be this moment where you could really own the truth that the word says about you that you hear in Proverbs 31 and 25. 
thanks guys for spending these few moments with me man how i miss you all and i'm so grateful that you allow me to share my heart with you from time to time i hope that this podcast has done something in your own life and that has given you an opportunity to really be able to just own your own story own your own truth because there is so much power in it and someone is waiting for you to share that story so they can be healed freed and delivered But until next time, have a great day on purpose.